0: Gossip at the Corpse Cart contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Coming at you. and Crime, Coven, we have a couple of live shows coming up in Chicago on February 10th and 11th, 2023. Our show on Saturday the 11th at City Winery in Chicago is actually sold out already. You people are
2: crazy. (laughs) Yeah, you guys, it's
1: sold out in like 36 hours. I feel like Mick Jagger. Is very exciting. It's incredible. (laughs) But we added this second show. So if you still have time, grab a ticket for Friday, February 10th at Talia Hall in Chicago. Don't miss out. Uh, I think there are like 50 tickets left for that show. So scurry
2: on over. Absolutely. The doors are at 7. The show starts at 8. So snag your tickets right now at wineandcrimepodcast.com. Under that events tab. And we will see you in Chicago. Chicago in February. What could be better? Hello and welcome back to Gossip at the Corpse Card. Oh, it's the
1: card full of corpses. And it's the new year. I mean, not when we record this, but like when people hear this in their ear holes.
2: Yes. Happy
1: Happy New Year.
0: to you, person who made it this far. (laughs) I could be. Dead in a pile of snow by the time this episode comes
2: out. Oh, yes. Could probably Could be. not be.
1: Hopefully not. Hopefully. I hope not. I know what to do.
2: Maybe in a pile of salt brine. Mm. Oh, mm. We'll get to it. Oh, my. Anyway, for the uninitiated, Gasp at the Corpse card is where we, the white and crime gals, talk about funny headlines, the worst things you've ever done. Slash mm-hmm. most embarrassing moments because sometimes they're one and the same. Yes. Just b- bad memories for you, the mm-hmm. listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, some creepy shit that I dig up. Yeah. Oh, sometimes literally. Sometimes yeah. literally. <laughs> I'm Lucy and I have a cold, and that's why I sound weird. Oh. Yeah.
1: I'm Kenyon and I don't have a cold, but I just no longer sleep.
0: Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. I'm Amanda, and honestly, I'm fine. I don't know. I don't know how that worked out. For once, you're the
2: healthy one. For
0: fucking once in my life. Embrace it. I'm embracing it. It hurts, but I'm embracing it.
1: All right. Well, you want to blow our minds with some crazy headlines?
0: Oh, my God. I would love to. My headlines this month are amazing. Amazing. Like, now that I've said that, everyone's going to hate them, but I really love them, and I'm the only person I care about, so this is going (laughs) to be great for me. I'm going to kick it off with a little animal news, because you know how much I love that. Mm -hmm. And also, birds are terrifying and don't make sense. I can't deal with birds. No, they're really
1: fucking scary.
0: Like, the birds aren't real conspiracy theory I'm kind (laughs) of on board with. All birds are like government (laughs)
2: drones (laughs) that are spawned in
0: the Space Needle.
2: I don't like the sound of the flapping, and I think that's because I watched the birds at a very young age. Yeah.
1: I just feel like they're disease-riddled. Yeah, Uh, like I I, I really actually enjoy like like spotting birds from afar. Oh, you're a birder. You're into bird watching. I'm not like into it, but like when we used to go on safari duck
2: decoys,
1: you guys, I'm kind of into
2: duck decoys, (laughs) but like hummingbirds and shit. Those are always so cute. Yeah, or like
1: spotting a bluebird or spotting a cardinal or like vultures near a dumpster. Like, (laughs) always fun. Always a good time. But if they are ever within like two yards
2: of me... It's not good. ...I feel icky. Yeah. Yeah, I have to wash my hands. Yeah, I feel that. So
0: this is out of Australia, mate. Okay. And the headline reads... It's either Lear or Liar, but I'm going to say Liar because it just makes more sense to me. A Liar bird at Taronga Zoo in Australia, mate, has been mimicking the Evacuate Now alarm (laughs) since the lions escaped their enclosure.
2: Oh, I heard about the lions.
0: Lions, lions, and more lions. Like a bunch
2: of them got out. Yep.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So this says... Petty news today from the animal kingdom. A lyrebird at Taronga Zoo has been blasting the Evacuate Now alarm with eerie accuracy since the lions escaped their enclosure less than two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Though according to an interview on ABC Radio with an expert on lyrebird language, the sardonic bird has been singing the alarm for some time. Quote, the zoo and a lyrebird expert have thrown cold water on the reports, saying the bird is actually making the sound of the fire alarm, which is something it's done for years. Okay, I love okay. that somebody came in and like yeah, snopes like, well, to Well, actually? Um, well, actually? <laughs> it's a different alarm. It's like, okay, whatever. Well, as this article points out. It doesn't make the bird's antics any less amusing. <laughs> the bird has swapped out its usual mimic of a baby crying. Jesus
2: oh. Christ. Oh, I've heard, <laughs> I think they are haunted. called liar birds.
0: I've heard of these before. This bird is haunted. Absolutely not. A baby <laughs> crying-ish for the blood chilling alarm that also sounded when five lions slipped out of their exhibit around 6.30 a.m. on November 2nd. The lyrebird even has an Australian accent. Lyrebirds <laughs> are one of nature's most impressive and petty mi- mimickers, and have been recorded <laughs> copying sounds of construction, car alarms, other bird folk like kookaburras, and now the sound that will continue to send shivers down zoo handlers' backs for years to come.
2: <laughs> oh, I love no. how birds
1: like that that can like talk. There must be like a word for the talking. I think it's just talking. Web of birds. The the mimickers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like how like some events will like cause an impression and Mm -hmm. then they have to process and work through that event. It's very creepy. Like
2: the parrot whose owner got murdered in front of it and then it was like used in court as evidence. Mm -hmm. It's amazing shit. Mm hmm. We need to do
0: a full episode on that case, like specifically we just, yeah.
2: <laughs> parrot crimes, bird crimes, <laughs> mimickers,
1: pet witnesses. And people think it's going to be like copycat killers, and it's just only parrots. It's just
2: birds. <laughs> <laughs> it's literal parrots. So
0: scary. But anyway, that's that. And I thought that would be a nice warm up for this month's headlines. Nice. Love it. Well done. The next one is a throwback douche of the month. This is kind of like the douche of forever. Oh, somebody big sent title. this. Yeah. Somebody sent this to me. <laughs> it's from 1996. Oh. <laughs> but it easily could have been from yesterday. Okay. Like given timeless. the state, it's timeless. I I I feel like not only is it timeless, it's actually it, it felt it feels modern. modern. Like a it feels modern. This feels like a premonition in 1996 of how like all air travel would be in the 2020s just flying greyhound buses just flying greyhound buses with absolute chaos on board so this is from the associated press dated february 12 1996 the headline reads passenger accused of defecating on airliner pleads guilty to making a threat (laughs) (laughs) a butt threat A, a butt threat an investment banker accused of defecating on an airliner's food service cart during oh. a flight oh. 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 pleaded a guilty today to a misdemeanor charge of threatening a flight attendant and agreed to pay $50,000 in restitution. Yeah, <laughs> His lawyer said his only problem was diarrhea.
1: Okay, trying <laughs> to blame it. we trying to frame it as medical.
2: Well, yeah, that's everyone's but problem now, Gary. The ish. I was, <laughs> I was Gerard, gonna say though, I you're defecated close.
1: on a flight and oh have not God. been accused of making a threat.
2: I
0: flew <laughs> home from Arizona this this mm-hmm. past Monday, and the shit I took on that flight <laughs> oh, was no. un. Holy, I had never, thank God it was solid, but it was massive. No
1: matter what. I was like,
0: holy shit, this plane's going to go down. (laughs) <laughs> this is not good.
1: I'm over my weight
0: limit. I'm way over my weight. It was shocking.
2: <laughs>
1: um, anyway, at least it wasn't wouldn't be as bad as that one coven confession story. Oh my
0: god, stop. <laughs> the one that I still haven't listened to in its entirety because of the smells and the goiter? Yeah. Were, yeah. Oh, God. God. The goiter. The fucking goiter. Anyway, back to this man's diarrhea. Quote.
1: Okay. <laughs> of the mouth.
0: I I was angry. Gerard B. Finnerin
2: 52. Gerard Butler. Gerard B. Oh, we know Finneran. who you are.
0: Told Magistrate Judge Stephen M. Gold as he admitted making a threat aboard a United Airlines flight from Buenos Aires to New York on October 20th. Finneran, a managing director at the Trust Company of the West, who lives in upscale Greenwich, Connecticut, faces up to six months in jail and a $5,000 fine when he is sentenced May 14th. <laughs> As part of his sentence, Finneran agreed to pay the airline $49,029 for damage to the plane and to reimburse passengers for the flight. Ugh, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, they had that I appreciate. Whatever. No, I think he I think had to pay. The yeah, he, I think he had to pay everyone for their tickets because they had to watch him shit on the food cart, <laughs> <laughs> like for damages. It's like the least you can do is pay for my ticket, reimburse me for the, my ticket.
2: Did you like climb on top of it? And uh, I'm
0: really hoping they answer those questions because oh, okay. I don't have the answer for you. <laughs> Charles Stillman, Finneran's lawyer, said the cleanup cost to the airline was only about a thousand dollars, and the rest of the charges were to reimburse passengers. Finneran told Gold, the, the judge, I guess, that he had no intention of carrying out his threat, but badly wanted another glass of wine after the airline had stopped serving alcohol. <laughs> How dare you cut me off? My Quote, God. I became annoyed and said words that implied a physical threat, he said.
1: Oh, as so if he that's told, making a threat. Yeah. That's I what said it, words that, that implied, implied <laughs> a
0: physical threat. I take full responsibility for the thing I did. <laughs> asked if he told the attendant he would quote bust his ass fineron said that he assumed he had said something to that effect i love it. i don't really remember but that sounds like me yeah i probably said i would bust his ass
1: see i would have lied in court and said i was threatening to bust my ass cuz i had diarrhea so mm. bad
2: I'm about Authorities to had alleged hands.
0: in court papers that Finnerin started pouring drinks on himself during the flight and had threatened one flight attendant and shoved another into his seat. Ooh. This is what I mean by douche of forever. Jesus. Later, Finnerin allegedly lowered his pants and defecated on the food cart using linen napkins as toilet paper. <laughs> oh, he was my in first. Uh, yeah, oh, he yeah, absolutely was. <laughs> he got linen? He got limited. I mean, he's an investment banker who From lives Greenwich. in Greenwich, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely he's in he's first a class. A multimillionaire. Like, yes. why is why are you not flying private, sir? Right. And he's pissed that they ended alcohol service, and he's probably hammered. So <laughs> they were going to land
2: in ten minutes. Yes. So he Relax. gets up
0: and takes a shit on the food cart. <laughs> Stillman described his client as quote A marvelously decent human being (laughs) Sounds like it Who had flown more than 5 million miles Before the October flight without any incidents Quote he's not a man with a problem Stillman said (laughs) The defecation was not mentioned in court He's not a man with a problem He's not a man with a problem He said about the man who took a shit On an (laughs) airplane drink cart (laughs) Little <laughs> wiped his ass with the linens. With the linens? Oh, I'd be so pissed. It's like, oh. these are expensive. Yeah. The defecation was not mentioned in court. Afterwards, Stillman would say that only Finnerin had suffered an intestinal illness that led to diarrhea. Mm-hmm. The magistrate judge asked Finnerin if he had undergone any psychological or alcohol treatment, and he said that he had not. Well, <laughs> you should. Uh,
1: yeah. I. Will be, but it was more rhetorical. Gonna go ahead and add <laughs> that to <laughs> your <laughs> sentence. <laughs> well, we know
0: a, you haven't. Uh, We're aware. It was a hint. <laughs> the judge also asked Finnerin if he had had any alcohol within 24 hours of his guilty plea. When Finnerin said he had a glass of wine with dinner Sunday night, Gold asked, oh, are you a glass of wine. Gold asked, are you sober as you stand here before me? Oh. Quote, I hope so, Your Honor, Finnerin oh. answered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that is the douche of forever i'm sorry, i should Love not laugh at this man's clear like Alcohol out of problem, control
0: addiction yes but also he is of literally the most privileged class yeah, right. he has access to all the resources to get all his nonsense help. under control yes so haha fuck you you suck yes <laughs> But I, I, I loved that <laughs> he is the reigning king of douche of the month forever, and no one will ever compare. But I will continue to try. And thank you for sending me that headline. Next up just begs the question of, like, legit what the fuck is happening in Wisconsin? Uh, there oh. There are a lot of photos for this one. Okay. Waukesha County Lake Keesus Gator head dragged in by cat. So Lake Kesis in Waukesha County had an alligator in it, and its head was dragged into someone's home by their pet cat.
2: Oh, that is. And there are pictures
0: of the cat, the gator head, all the things on the drive slash blog.
2: Oh, my God.
0: An alligator ended up in Wendy Weishugel's lawn in Waukesha County. She says her cat dragged up the gator head. The gator head is bigger than the cat. A thousand percent it is. That cat is strong. Good girl. Good girl. Quote, unexpected, yes, said wise (laughs) Hugel. Definitely unexpected. The catch gave new meaning to the phrase, look what the cat dragged in. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they kept it. The cat's name is Toast. So she says, "This is toast, burnt toast." Cute. Says uh, Wise Hugo. "He's our great cat hunter, right?" Oh, I, mm-hmm. She's obviously talking to her cat when she says yeah. that. Are you <laughs> our great cat hunter? Are you you're the are best cat great- hunter? Yeah, you're the best yeah. cu- little cat hunter, little hunter. Oh, oh, hunter means cat hunter.
1: Okay, okay. we we got we got there.
0: Got it. Got it. On Sunday, November 27th, Wise Hugel says Toast dragged out what her neighbor thought was a big fish. Quote, he was very proud of himself, said Wise Hugel. <laughs> then she got a better look. I bent down and I'm like, that's not a northern or a fish, said Wise Hugel. <laughs> a northern.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: I said, that's a gator. <laughs> Wise Hugel says she thinks she saw it on the lake with her brother-in-law a few days before. They're not native. They're not. I'm so confused. I'm so confused as to how and why. the
1: cat went really far.
0: To Florida.
1: (laughs) And back. Quote, he just laughed it off. Like, no,
0: it's not a gator. And I'm like, yeah, it probably is a one. And we just kind of dismissed it. And then this showed up, said Wise Hugo. So she (laughs) and her brother were out fishing. Yeah. (laughs) Saw the gator. Couldn't believe it. Laughed it off, and then two days later, the cat dragged its head right to her
1: house. Confirmation. Yeah. See, that's, <laughs> the, that's the best I told you so ever. Uh, yeah. Seriously. So she called the DNR. Tim Aspenson. <laughs> okay, everything about this. Is, is the most <laughs> Midwestern. <laughs> that's not a Northern. Better no. call the DNR. Better call the DNR.
0: Never seen <laughs> this up here in these parts before. Definitely yes. different. Yeah, real yeah, different. different. Tim Aspenson, cons- conservation warden, said Wednesday a wildlife biologist has to verify this, but he thinks it's from an actual alligator as opposed to a souvenir head, perhaps as long as three feet. And if you look at the head on the drive slash blog, the there the at the severed part of the neck, it is pretty like rugged like jagged mm-hmm. and as someone who owns an alligator head that i purchased like a taxidermied one it wouldn't be this rough like this looks like just the fresh head of an alligator yeah, yeah. This is not, not like correct. the taxidermied and cleaned up head for sale like I, that they're saying it might have been
2: right i completely agree the yeah, eye okay. is pretty uh it's lifelike yeah. yeah
1: that's its real eye,
0: for sure Aspenson said he suspects the gator could have been a pet that either escaped or was released, unsure how it might have died. And I think that's the most likely reason there'd be a gator in a pond in Wisconsin. Yes. Quote, I was kind of excited at first because you could never see anything around here, says Yugel, So she's like, <laughs> we're barred. I can't believe this happened. <laughs> but there's a catch. Quote, and I thought of the gravity of it and how awful it would be if it was out in the lake and it was summertime and people were swimming, said Wise Hugo. Well that's Mm. just not cool. End quote. (laughs) Aspenson said, while finding an alligator in Wisconsin is very rare, this probably won't be the last. Wisconsin has no laws keeping you from owning exotic animals, but the DNR says alligators like this are not native here and can pose a threat. Reminding people they should not release them into the wild. They oh asked God. anyone with information about this specific gator to call their tip line at one eight hundred T I P W D N R. Yeah, I think that was definitely a, a pet, a pet, an exotic pet that was released because there's a second picture of like the removed or the disconnected mandible. Yeah, and the top of the jaw of this gator—this is not a
1: store-bought gator head. There's no fucking way. Oh, absolutely not. No, yeah. this this was nod on by animals, animals out in the wild. Yeah, something's off. Oh my god. Uh huh. So yeah, get your what? shit together. What if, <laughs> can you imagine if now they're just like loose gators in the lakes? Uh,
0: don't. I can't (laughs) unlock my own new fear. I can't do it. I literally cannot. I think think it's done. (laughs) I think I hate myself for doing this to all of us. Okay. I got a couple more here. Uh, This is just our regular scheduled quick reminder to never go on a cruise. Mm -hmm. This is from just this past uh, month as we record December 2nd, 2022. A man who fell off of a cruise ship in the middle of the night said he survived by treading water for 20 hours, eating bamboo and what? fighting off jellyfish <laughs> in shark infested waters. Jellyfish? <laughs> yeah. How do you fight off a jellyfish? With a I I take a kick bamboo. It, Kicking it oh, in bamboo. I guess. I hope they explain, because there's a lot to unpack in that headline.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. So
0: this article reads, A man who fell off a cruise ship in the Gulf of Mexico after a few drinks, you don't see shared his story of survival for the first time, describing how he tread water for almost a full day and fought off sea creatures while fading in and out of consciousness. Oh, Oh my God. In an exclusive interview with ABC's Good Morning America, passenger (laughs) James Michael Grimes said he had a couple of drinks on the Carnival (laughs) Valor on November 23rd. I had a glass of
1: wine
2: with dinner last (laughs) night. I hope I'm sober. I'm sober
0: today, Judge.
2: (laughs) You just find yourself in the middle of the ocean in the dark? Seriously. God.
0: He wasn't drunk, he said, but doesn't remember what happened next. Okay. okay. Honey, you were drunk. The next 20 hours of his life ended up being a fight for survival. Grimes shared with ABC that after telling his sister he was going to the bathroom at 11 p.m. local time that night, he regained consciousness in the ocean.
1: Oh. I mean, he could have, like, lost consciousness from, like, the height of the fall and Right, and the then water. forgotten. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's mm. also cruise, cruise, so I, I feel like you're just, place. like, most right. people are just,
0: like, drunk all the time. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he fell in the first place. Hopefully we find out. So, quote, I came to and I was in the water with no boat in sight, Grimes told ABC. The cruise was headed from New Orleans to Cozumel, a Mexican island in the Caribbean, traveling through the Gulf of Mexico. For the next almost 20 hours, Grimes described how he tread water and fought for his life, encountering jellyfish and other and unidentified sea creature with a fin. So, like, probably a shark.
2: Oh, God.
0: It, quote, it came up on me real quick, and I went under, and I could see it, and it wasn't a shark, I don't believe, Grimes said, but it had more like a flat mouth, and it came up and bumped one of my legs, and I kicked it with the other leg. It scared me, not knowing what it was. Yeah. All I could see was a fin. Ugh. There are a lot of different kinds of sharks, and also, sharks aren't the only creatures in the ocean that will bite your fucking foot off. Like I, a Wisconsin nurse.
1: Uh, that's not a northern.
0: Yeah, it's not a northern. As night struck and Grimes awaited rescue, he said that he had to eat objects floating by to sustain his energy, including a plank of bamboo. Quote, it gave some type of flavor in my mouth other than salt water, Grimes told ABC. I was never accepting that this is it. This is going to be the end of my life. I mean, this is fucking incredible that he lived. Oh, like, my this God. Is, I can't. think God it was the Gulf of Mexico, so the water's pretty warm. Warm. You know, but it's wire, but it's still not like
1: summer warm in you no. know November, <laughs> December, and it doesn't matter. It's twenty no, hours.
0: It's the fucking ocean.
1: It could be a hot tub, but yeah. if you're stuck in it for twenty hours, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. By eight twenty-five p.m. the next day, a Coast Guard tanker spotted Grimes and rescued him. Grimes did not respond to Insider's request for comment. In a statement sent to Insider, Carnival said that the only way of falling overboard is, quote, to purposefully climb up and over the safety barriers. Mm-hmm. Quote, we greatly appreciate the efforts of all, most especially the U.S. Coast Guard and the mariner who spotted Mr. Grimes in the water, said Matt Lapoli, a spokesperson for the company. Cruise ships have safety barriers, the quote continues, in all public areas that are regulated by U.S. Coast Guard standards that prevent a guest from falling off. No one should ever climb up on the rails. The only way to go overboard is to purposefully climb up and over the safety barriers.
1: I'm surprised they aren't, like, outfitted with, like, a top rail that's, like, electrified or something. Mm. Where it's just, like, don't fucking do this. Yeah. You drunk idiots. It's a, yeah. I feel
0: like this guy might have been trying to have his, I'm the king of the world moment. And tipped, tipped right over. Mm Mm-hmm. So Shanta Miller White, a passenger who was on board the ship with her husband and other family members for a holiday getaway, told Insider that Carnival partially left passengers in the dark regarding the mysterious overboard passenger, which we discussed a lot of this on our. Yeah, they're not going to tell you shit. Cruise ship crimes. They don't Mm -hmm. tell you shit. Mm -mm. She said, quote, it was scary because so many people were having different conversations around the boat. First, the rumor was it was a child. And then we found out it was an adult. So they're not getting like any updates.
1: I would like to be a fly on the wall of the rumor mill on a cruise ship. Totally, yes, like among the staff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. That would I don't be need the to fix it. Like, I just want that to be like more of a focus of a below deck episode where cruise it's like, ship like a staff bigger- drama. Yeah Is like ultimate
0: That's but be- It's like Take the most intense And amazing restaurant drama And then isolate it On a vessel In the middle of the ocean And yeah. shit's gonna get Fucking weird
1: Yeah give us below deck But with a staff of 600 mm-hmm. And like I wanna know Who hates who Yeah Why Who's not pulling their weight Who's there for the book. wrong reasons Oh the <laughs> wrong reasons
2: I'm not here to make friends <laughs> But also, like, cruise ship staff are typically really underpaid, and it's like human trafficking almost. Oh, Oh, it's
0: not great. I don't Mm.
1: want that,
2: obviously. So,
0: Shanta continues, quote, we just heard them calling a name over the intercom. So, no one, like, they're paging this guy. Nobody knew who he was. She thought, like, some people thought it might be a child, and there's, like, no update." Oh, and the creepy. cruise was going over thanksgiving so they the cruise provided like a thanksgiving dinner and she says the passengers were informed during that dinner that the boat was rerouting to undergo a search and rescue mission.
2: Oh, <laughs> my God.
0: Quote, "When well, we found out someone had went overboard or fell or jumped or whatever the case may be. I instantly was very nervous and scared, White said, and didn't know what was going to happen because we didn't have cell service at the time because we were so far out.
1: That's also fucking creepy terrifying. as hell. What, what compels Get people wifi. to Go I can't. to these places. They're mm-hmm. floating death traps. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Never.
0: The news of Grimes's rescue was eventually crowdsourced. Miller White says the boat did not make any announcement. <laughs> "Quote: I found out that the Coast Guard had rescued him when I received service on my phone from my family, sending screenshots of the news. I'm grateful and thankful to God that he is alive, but I will say that I don't plan to ever go on Carnival again because I don't feel they were empathetic." to the other 3,000 or so people on board for all that was going on.
2: Mm-hmm. On Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. Carnival did not respond to specific questions about Miller White's experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But the guy's alive. Okay. My God. Somehow, I
2: can't. jellyfish and bamboo. Yep. He just ate whatever was floating by. Yeah,
1: I don't That's think yeah. that would have occurred to me. No. In the moment. I think
0: uh, I would have just let go okay (laughs) this next one is definitely for kenyon and this is a snapshot of a future in which kenyon has completely lost her mind (laughs) and this is so just it's her it's just it's just kenyon in bizarro universe. Okay. Okay, so this is this is the person's name and not their occupation. Singer 38, who claims she married the ghost of a Victorian soldier, complains <laughs> that he ruined their Welsh honeymoon by drinking too much and trying to get frisky on the beach. <laughs>
1: Oh my God! Uh, my dream it is, is literally Bizarro Kenyan. Oh my I God! I wouldn't choose a Victorian era ghost. Sure, I don't, it's not my favorite era, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh but my God! Of Outlander ghost, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The article
0: reads: A woman who married a ghost has slammed her husband for ruining their honeymoon on Barry Island in Wales together. Singer Brocard, 38, accused her non-corporeal beau of never picking up the tab because he obviously doesn't have a bank card
2: <laughs> and trying
0: to get frisky on the beach with her.
2: Oh, on your honeymoon, God forbid, you fucking crude. Mm-hmm.
0: The performer from Oxfordshire, who insists she's in love with the ghost of a Victorian soldier named... Eduardo, not Eduardo, Eduardo, no D. (laughs)
1: Okay. Might be a typo, but uh, there's no
0: Eduardo.
1: Yeah, ma'am, that was not. Nope. Uh -uh. Not a Victorian
0: era name, but whatever. Also accused him of drinking too much alcohol. She told the Daily Star. Oh, now it was a typo. Now it's written Eduardo. (laughs) Oh, dang it. But, you know, the the Daily Mail is an incredible publication. Mm -hmm. So that's great. She told the Daily Star, quote, Eduardo thought he was being passionate and romantic by wrestling me to the ground to frolic in the sand. But I was trying to share my ice cream with him, and it went everywhere, all over my face, in my hair, and the course of the sand stuck to it. So I looked as if I'd had a fight with a giant seagull. Oh, my. (laughs) It's very Moira Rose. Yes. There are also... Incredible photos of her on the <gasps> on the drive with like this very crows have eyes goth yes. crown veil. Oh my! Oh, God. she is very Moira. She's incredible. I'm obsessed with her, well, and I can... want her to
1: be my new mother. Sorry, mom. <laughs> how can someone so insane? Be so good at eye makeup. Uh, it's it's not fair. She knows how to
0: apply <laughs> lashes for sure. She really I want it. How do I get in touch with her to invite her to my wedding? Because I just yeah. need her to be there. Well,
1: just summon Eduardo. Yeah, you're right, Eduardo. Br-
0: Brocard <laughs> admitted the honeymoon should have been amazing, but instead was ruined by her unpredictable lover who hit the minibar hard. <laughs> Quote, liquor bottles are always mysteriously left empty. Aside from the gin bottle, they are always left standing. He's obviously not that partial to that spirit, she claimed. (laughs) The newlywed also revealed that Eduardo suggested ordering 12 bottles of the best champagne to the room when they made it to the hotel, knowing full well that the bill would fall on her. (laughs) Last week, she shared a video of the pair exchanging their vows on Instagram.
2: No, she didn't. (laughs)
0: brocard can be heard saying i do in the clip and answering he does for her groom during the touching ceremony i don't think that's legal it sure isn't while it's not quite clear what eduardo chose to wear for his big day brocard opted for a gothic black dress and veil with the venue adorned with a series of romantic candles Oh, my God. As, uh, it comes as, in October, Brocard left this morning viewers in hysterics after she claimed her ghost lover appeared on set with her. Halfway through her interview with Philip Schofield and Holly Willenby, Brocard shrieked and revealed Eduardo was here on set with her. What timing. Uh, how amazing. <laughs> that ghost really gets around. Yep. She added that the spirit w- who once ghosted her for a week Oh was not God. pleased with her talking about him on television and that he doesn't like Philip Schofield.
1: It's amazing he knows what television is. I thought I he was know. Victorian.
0: Wow. <laughs> Viewers and the show's presenters, including Alison Hammond, who was heard cackling in the background during Brocard's segment, were amused by the spiritual singer's unconventional love story. Dressed in a black wedding dress, Brocard, who claims she met Eduardo during a thunderstorm as she struggled to sleep following a disagreement with a friend, said she was looking forward to her nuptials. As she began her interview, she shrieked suddenly, causing Holly Willenby, who is dressed as Wednesday Adams, to jump out of her seat. She was holding the bridal crown that had tied her black veil to her head and claimed Eduardo had hit it. He's here, she said. Immediately Phil, who was dressed as Uncle Fester, began to move around the couch and pointed out he couldn't see him. Brocard then told Phil that Eduardo doesn't like you, to which the presenter <laughs> yelled, Well, that's fair enough. I'm not marrying him. <laughs>
1: So this was just a really unhinged, like, British morning show on Halloween segment. Yeah, Yeah. and I need
0: to send, I'm adding the Wednesday Adams Uncle Fester costume show hosts to the drive because they're really amazing. Oh, they're well done. They're very well done. They're very well done. This wraps up by saying, oh, quote, wow. Sorry, he can be rude sometimes, Brocard apologized. Resuming the wedding talk, she admitted she found it difficult to find a church that would marry them. Mm. Quote, because I think there is a bit of an issue with religion and the afterlife. Not all priests believe As she spoke, Eduardo knocked her headpiece once again, and she accused him of ruining her wedding day by making her look like an idiot on TV. Maybe they shouldn't get married. I can think of a few reasons. I absolutely can, too. Maybe he doesn't like it. Do you think it's a sign? She asked Phil and Holly. Well, the last time you came and talked about him on the show, he ghosted you for a week, Phil said, with Brocard agreeing. He did ghost me for a week. So
1: she's been on the show twice now.
0: Yep. So she's getting
1: the attention that she so clearly seeks.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Wishing them all the best in their
2: amazing and beautiful life together. Register and Zola. Register Ed Zola. (laughs) If this woman was your, like, best friend, how far would you go in humoring? All the way. All the way. I'd officiate the wedding. I would. would. I would buy everything (laughs) off the registry. No questions. Are we talking, like,
1: she's been relatively normal up until a certain point, and then at some point... Yeah. Suddenly, she just starts saying like, "I'm, Kenyon, I'm in love with this ghost." If you approached
0: yeah. me and were like, "Listen, I have fallen in love with a Victorian ghost. I need to leave Zach, and mm. um, I'm marrying this ghost, and he is going to be the new father of my child," mm. I would be all in. Immediately. You would drop
2: everything. Not I would even drop a everything. pause.
1: Not even no. a. Let's nope. unpack this for a
0: second. No, nope. and I love Zach. I, I know love Zach. I want Zach to be happy too, but I mean, this just sounds so awesome. Okay, <laughs> that I'm fucking ride or die for this Victorian ghost wedding, and okay. it's happening. Yeah, so I don't think I would extend
1: the same courtesy to you. I think that's I would fine. involve medical professionals. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. You're
0: just so highly logical that I would know you'd have you'd thought it through. Okay. You okay. know, I would just trust. That's so a you. trust thing. It's a trust thing. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. okay, I have one more just because I could not not make a rectum nearly killed him joke <laughs> to end my headlines. <laughs> and there is a photo on the drive, not of uh, the rectum, okay, but of what was removed from oh. the rectum. And you'll be able to identify that photo immediately. Yeah, yep. it's. Brown. What is that? A Brown time about? capsule? Funny that you should say that. Cuban cigar. <gasps> it's not, but it's kind of like a time capsule. Here is the headline: Man with World War One explosive <gasps> lodged in his rectum. Oh my! Sparks, God. bomb scare, and hospital evacuation. You just never know what
1: the day is going to bring. You really do don't. <laughs> the case left doctors. Shell shocked. Oh, ha,
0: ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> a French a French hospital was partially evacuated Saturday after a senior citizen arrived with a World War One artillery shell lodged oh, in his rectum. My
2: God,
0: he he definitely fell. He definitely slipped and fell. I can't wait. I s- don't care how lubed up you are. That doesn't slip in. It's uh-uh. the excuse they always give. The like elderly straights who are. Playing around and learning what they like, they always slipped and fell.
2: Yeah, oh yeah.
0: The 88 year old patient visited Hospital Saint Moult in Toulon (laughs) to have the antique (sighs) explosive removed, but instead sparked a bomb scare. Quote, an emergency occurred from 9 p.m. to 1130 p.m. on Saturday evening that required the intervention of bomb disposal personnel, the evacuation of adult and pediatric emergencies, as well as the diversion of incoming emergencies, a hospital spokesperson stated. Yeah, we had to manage the risk in a reactive framework. The rep added
1: when in doubt, we took all the precautions a whole, well, whole same meaning, but very literal meaning of dropping a bomb. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Bomb disposal experts at the scene determined there was little possibility the shell would explode inside the man. Quote, they reassured us by telling us that it was a collector's item from the First World War used by the French military. The stunned doctors subsequently began the process of trying to remove the object, which measured almost eight inches long and more than two inches wide yeah. from the
1: man's rectum. It's not small. It's huge. It looks like when you go to, like, the bank drive through Yes. And you, like, yes. s- you know, the tube. The, the tube. Uh-huh. The pneumonic tube. Yep. It Pneumatic. totally looks like that, Whatever. but
0: metal and, yeah. like, rusty.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, you'd be worried
0: also about the <laughs> doctor. risk. Bob's not rest, but my god, it's so scary. <laughs> oh, this is rude. Okay, I don't like how they framed this. Okay, but it is the New York Post, so our so expectations have shit. to stay really low. It's dog shit, right? It's believed the pervy patient inserted the item up his anus for sexual pleasure. I mean, fucking obviously. You're right. I mean, but does it make you a perv? Just be safe and maybe use the proper
2: toys. Yeah. For
0: Just, there a, are, there are rectal tools for pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So that you exactly. don't accidentally get hurt.
2: But maybe right. the fact that it wasn't explosive was mm-hmm. part of the thrill. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe. Quite
0: Quote, an apple, a mango, or even a can of shaving foam. We are used to finding unusual objects inserted where they shouldn't be, one doctor declared. Mm-hmm. But a shell? Never, end quote. Never. Medics were forced to take the elderly man into surgery, cutting open his abdomen in order to remove the relic. According to the hospital, he is now in good health and is expected to make a full recovery from the surgery. God bless him. And God bless us, everyone.
2: Okay. (laughs) Those are my
0: headlines for this month. And as per always, if you have any to send my way, go to our website, whiningcrimepodcast.com. Go to the Contact Us page and use that drop-down menu
1: to select Funny Headline. You blew my mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Should we hear a quick word from our sponsors and then get to the Confessions? Let's do it. If your New Year's goals are to manage your budget better and save money, you need Rocket Money.
2: Mm-hmm. Rocket Money, formerly known as True Bill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they have forgotten about. Hi, mm-hmm. me, Guilty. it's me. Guilty. <laughs> Yep. So like that streaming service that you bought just to watch that like one show. We've mm-hmm. all done that. Or that free trial that you never even used. Or I don't know, maybe when you signed up for a promo because it was like $3.99 a month and then it jumped up to like $34.99 a month. Oh my goodness. Not good. No, that happened to me and I didn't love it. And Rocket Money helped me out. Amazing. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want and the ones you don't use. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. They'll cancel it for you. Mm -hmm. You simply find the subscription you don't want and hit cancel. And Rocket Money does the rest. So there's no more long hold times with customer service or tedious emails back and forth or like them pressuring you to keep your subscription. And you're like, no, I literally have never used it. Yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Over three million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to seven hundred and twenty dollars a year.
1: That's a lot of money. It's so think much about money. all the new subscriptions you could get with <laughs> that money that you'd actually use. All the avocados and Starbucks you could buy. So much. So stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash gals, G-A-L-S. That's rocketmoney.com slash gals, rocketmoney.com slash gals, and treat your budget. Straight up.
2: We're supposed to go to the OBGYN once a year for our annual checkups, but checking in with our fertility isn't usually a thing. Until we're ready for kids and struggling to get pregnant.
1: Yeah, I don't know about you, but I never really thought about my fertility until I was struggling with infertility. Yeah, a lot of people
2: don't talk about it.
1: Yeah, so, you know, don't let that be you. Modern Fertility was created because we all need an easy and affordable way to test our fertility hormones at home with just a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within six business days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve. So that means like if you have more or fewer eggs than average for your age and other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results go deep into what every hormone means and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps if there's anything you don't quite understand. I love that. And traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, but Modern Fertility tests the same general set of hormones for only $179. And if you go to modernfertility.com gals, you can get $20 off your test. Plus, you can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA slash HSA. So if you want kids today or just maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. Modern Fertility helped me. And now you can probably hear my baby
2: uh, mewling in the background here. (laughs) What a gift. It's time for nap time. (laughs) For everyone. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash gals. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash gals. One more time, modernfertility.com slash gals. And treat your knowledge. Treat it.
1: All right. Well, Amanda had a Wisconsin Story, and I have a very short little Wisconsin throwback, callback. Oh, oh, no. Not really a confession, but just had to share. Okay. Okay. Quote, I was just listening to your first episode where you talk about Brian, whoever, the deer fucker from <gasps> Wisconsin. Uh, wasn't it like Hathaway or free something? Free Brian Hathaway. Yes. Hashtag free Brian. <laughs> Actually, we need to look up and see like where he's at. Done. I'm yeah. Doing it. Lucy, okay. get on it. So they Easy con- free. They continue. I live in Duluth, Minnesota, and everyone oh, yeah. knows about him up here. <gasps> So after the episode, I went and told my fiance about it because I had no clue he was arrested in Hermantown, <gasps> and he goes like her fi- this person. Well, I don't know if it's a her. This person's fiance says, "Oh yeah, I was in jail with him." <gasps> oh. Lock the end. No, that was no the whole f- email.
0: Oh, oh, my God. God. No, give us more deets. I know. That is egregious. I'm going to need you to send a follow-up with yeah. a detailed breakdown from your fiance, your affianced of
1: what that encounter was like. Please, Please send so us you. an email to podcast at gmail.com, and it should say, Wisconsin deer fucker follow-up. Yep, yep.
2: Yeah, And it will get to the right people. It, I promise me. you, it will. Okay. So <laughs> the actual deer incident happened in 2006. Mm-hmm. And I found an article from 2012. And it's from the Daily Mail again. So here are the bullet points at the top. Brian James Hathaway, age 25, was charged with assaulting an off duty policewoman Ooh. after shoplifting from Walmart. Oh, mm. dear. Officer Vetter was shopping with her daughter at the time of the incident. Vetter spotted Hathaway looking shifty in the backseat of a car and tried Mm. to detain him.
1: And that's just his face, officer. (laughs) Can't put a deer back there, so what could he really be up to?
2: Police seized three brand new cell phones and other equipment from the car where he was sitting. He was convicted in 2006 after molesting the carcass of a deer he found in a ditch Mm. while biking, and in 2005... He had pleaded no contest to shooting an Arabian horse in order to have sex with it. Oh my God. Wow. Brian. No, Brian. Take back. We might (laughs) need our free Brian Hathaway shirts.
0: I don't. I don't.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Freeze. (laughs) Brian, Freeze, Hathaway. Brian Hathaway. Freeze, <laughs> come on, Brian Hathaway. Stop right there. Freeze him. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Thank oh, you for that. He, that man needs help. Help. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one. Also, not a confession, but I just wanted, you know, it's a new year. Ooh. I just wanted to start with something that you know, is, is folks helping folks. Okay. All right. So quote, this is not the worst thing I've ever done by a long shot, but it is helpful info. I used to be a pharmacy tech for a large corporation. My boss was borderline emotionally abusive, but I loved my patients. Mm. Pharmacies have codes that can discount prescription prices in case a brand has a rebate or a manufacturer, a coupon. Mm-hmm. Larger chains tend to have their own codes to help people who don't have insurance or have financial hardship. These are not widely known as the money comes out of the pharmacy's profits. Mm. Our whole healthcare system is so it's completely so fucked. fucked. Yeah. Yeah. One day at work, we were told not to use our own magic code on uninsured patients or people with horrible copays, which is literally the purpose of the fucking code code right. is to help people. Yeah. For example, a woman making, uh, uh, making a woman pay 250 a month for birth control. No. Jesus Christ. Unless the patient explicitly asked for it. Mm-hmm. We were utilizing it too much, apparently. Nobody uh-huh. knows
2: it exists.
1: Yep. Fuck that. How the hell do you expect people to ask for something they don't know exists?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So whenever I had a kind, nice patient come up and could see they didn't have insurance or had a ridiculously high copay, I would whisper to the patient, ask me if I can help lower the price. Mm. They would, and I would go back to my computer, put in the magic code, and voila, you can still afford to eat that week. Mm. I had many patients start crying after saving them anywhere from $15 to $400. Oh, my God. I, I
0: fucking hate it. Mm-hmm.
1: Our healthcare system is fucked. We all know that, but do not feel bad about asking your pharmacy if they have mm-hmm. any special programs to lower your copays. And mm-hmm. be nice. Yeah.
0: Kindness goes a long way. It's how I get free Baja Blast at Taco Bell. Of course, that's that's not the
2: worst. That's probably the best thing you've ever done.
0: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good move. That's a good thing. And it's like I'm so glad that you read this confession because there are a lot of discount programs, Mm -hmm. like uh, prescription discount programs at pharmacies, and people don't know Know about about them. And your pharmacist or whoever's working at the pharmacy does have to inform you if you ask. Mm-hmm. It's like that's their fucking job, so yeah, ask.
1: Yep, and there's no shame in asking. Like, no. it's w- this is profit that's going to a mega corporation. Like, yep. they don't fucking need it. No, and also, you know what? For new confessions, send in the best way you've oh, ever your, fucked your over a large corporation. Yeah, your capitalism,
0: your bucking capitalism hacks. Yes, yeah, send are those. In. I want to hear those. That's mm-hmm. a new
1: request. <laughs> okay, yeah, absolutely fucked. Did I tell you guys that at my like second like postpartum or, or at our 2 month pediatrician checkup, one of those baby appointments, yeah, they had me as the mom fill out a questionnaire. It had like 10 questions on it. It was literally just a piece of paper Mm -hmm. that was like questions about like risks for postpartum depression. And Mm -hmm. I didn't have any risk. Like I didn't have postpartum depression. So it was very Mm -hmm. easy to fill out and hand back in. It was just routine. I got a bill in the mail because my insurance won't cover it because Won't cover the piece of paper that you Uh filled out. Uh Yeah. You did tell us that. That's so fucked up. And charged me $20. Oh, uh, my God. For that, whatever. And I went up to the, I like, at my next appointment, I went in and was like, what is this? And they're looking into it, but I'm not fucking paying that. Yeah. Mm, No. Anyway. Okay. Next. Next. This is also, I guess the theme is not actual confessions, but just good shit. I like it. Okay. This is kind of a fun little departure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Quote. Hello, ladies. I had a recovered memory the other day and wanted to share the worst slash best thing I've ever done. I'm so I scared of recovered, recovered memories. memories. Yes. Okay. Uh- Send in <laughs> your recovered memories, please. <laughs> when I was in high school, I had a bad habit of dating guys who were terrible. I mean, didn't we all? Yeah. Not terrible for me. Just <laughs> terrible people Mm, okay i dated this one guy for about six months he was manipulative controlling a liar a cheater and an all-around terrible person great i finally broke things off with him after which he spent the better part of the year still texting me harassing me and pulling the classic if you don't take me back i'm going to unalive myself bullshit oh my god that's such fucked up manipulation
0: that is an abuser tactic that's abuse yeah that is yep
1: that's Just keep abuse. that in mind,
0: folks. Yeah.
1: go You are not responsible for nope. their choices. Nope. And they know that. Oh, yeah. They're manipulating you. Uh. Yeah. Because I knew better at that point, I did not take him back. Thank God. Fast forward three years. He reaches out and apologizes to me, asks if we can try to be friends. Uh, no. Mm-mm. Fucking no. But fine. Mm-mm. Since we still had a mutual (laughs) friend group and we were both living in a very small town still, I stupidly said yes. Mm. You're not stupid. You're just, you've been manipulated a bit. Yeah, exactly. We would chat occasionally and he apologized for how he treated me and it seemed like he had maybe grown up. Mm, Maybe. (sighs) You will be shocked to hear that I was wrong. (laughs) Turns out he was going to court.
2: Oh, he had
1: committed several crimes. The worst one was trigger warning statutory rape. Oh, God. Parentheses. Statutory rape was the charge, but it was also just a regular rape. (gasps) For the trial, he needed people to act as character witnesses and write letters for him. Wow. (laughs) Wow. His lawyer suggested he reach out to ex-girlfriends, and being the dumbass he is, he reached out to me. Mm. So that's why he was being all nice. He was trying to, like, cozy up to her, yep, butter her he up. He wanted
0: a nice fucking,
1: oh my god, character witness statement. When I found out what he was really doing, I wanted to cut him out, but there was still the matter of the charges against him. I knew the girl who had charged him, and I knew that he had done it. So I said I would write the letter. Ooh.
2: Oh,
1: sabotage. I'm, sh- I'm yeah. sure you know how this ends. I wrote the letter telling everyone in that court case what a piece of shit he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I told them about the sexual manipulation I suffered when I dated him. And I told them about the emotional abuse he had put me through. Mm-hmm. I also put in that letter that I was positive he had done what he was being accused of based on conversations he and I had had. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it was settled out of court and he only received a light slap on the wrist because Fucking rapists of course. never get the punishment they deserve. Mm-hmm. Unless wow. you're the listener who wrote in about the car <laughs> right, and the bridge, right, but right, it's right, fine. Right, right, right. Go back to like our fourth GAC episode or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The Unless one we, have- we got subpoenaed for. Yeah, the one that our lawyer was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why did you read this on air? And now I'm promoting it, but whatever. It's
2: fine. Hi, Julian. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, back to this. So there it is. So we got (laughs) an email from like a sheriff. (laughs) (laughs) Forward it to Julian. Forward it to Julian. Um, Hey. Can you take care of (laughs) this? Can you look we're, into
1: this? We're definitely In, Julian's favorite clients.
0: We immediately get billed for an emergency phone call. <laughs> get on the phone with me right now, <laughs> you idiot! He was like,
1: "Don't delete anything. <laughs> Forward me all the emails." Oh my god, it was so funny. That was really well, we're so stupid. That it involved a murder. <laughs>
0: oh, I mean, no, it's just
1: an alleged murder okay (laughs) okay so there it is the best slash worst thing i've ever done as i type this i don't have the hotline information in front of me but just a reminder to anyone listening that if you are the victim of rape or sexual assault and i'm gonna throw this in or intimate partner violence Mm -hmm. there are lots of resources out there for you and possibly even someone who is willing to help take down your rapist in court Mm.
2: hell yeah
1: god willing yeah Fuck that guy. Okay, this is the last one. It's a little long. Okay. It's also like that video of the man in the hot car drinking boba tea for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it so just, specific. Where it just. is chaos. It's chaos and it Throw never. back to Kenyon's TikTok addiction. <laughs> I love that video. That video I've watched 200 times and it never fails to make me cry laugh. Um, but anyway, it just in this confession just never goes where you think it's going to go. Oh, God. Okay. 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 <laughs> Like, you think at every point, like, I know exactly where this is going, and you just don't. You're just, you're wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (sighs) Quote, this story is yeesh. Oh, no. (laughs) I had just gotten out of a super mentally abusive relationship, was in my early 20s, and was just starting to drink alcohol. The deadly triad. Mm. I met this boy who wanted to have a, quote, summer fling. I was into it since he had access to a lake house. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Like him- that guy I had sex with on my toilet,
0: and I stayed with him for an extra week because he had Body Worlds tickets.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they. <laughs>
0: Zero regrets. <laughs>
1: the definition of a lot more for less.
0: Yeah.
2: Because he had body world sickness. He tickets. had body world sickness. I mix with him on your toilet. On was my toilet. The, was the seat down? I think so,
0: but I was pretty drunk. So I
1: <laughs>
2: I honestly can't I can't it's
1: I don't actually
0: know. Pretty
1: hygienic if the seat is up. Yeah,
0: because you're yeah, touching less dirty bowl so that's what I'm gonna go with we did the safer option
1: Okay, it's also just like a catchment area you don't need like paper towels it creates a suction so you don't like lose grip on the <laughs> toilet
2: okay you can put your
0: legs on either side exactly a bad... maybe I'll try having
1: sex on the yeah. toilet Uh, 10 out of 10 toilet sex do recommend okay
2: also back. body worlds
1: <laughs> also lake houses and summer flings Yeah, oh, yes. yeah it all circles back yeah, yeah. So, this person puts after the he had access to a lake house in parentheses, a hot commodity in Minnesota. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, you did the right thing.
1: And he was pretty hot. So, all systems go for this summer fling, okay? Yes, honey. Mm-hmm. Everything was going great. We were drinking every day, chilling at his friend's lake house, and having lots of mediocre sex. Mm hmm. <laughs> Then one day he asked if I would run some errands with him before we headed up to the lake house. I assumed he meant go to the grocery store or something, but no. All right. I just want to ask along the way, where do you think right now at this point, where do you think this is going? What errand do you think he wants to run?
0: It's got to be something at least moderately shocking. So like maybe he needs to like go to court real quick for his child support or something. I'm going to guess
1: he's going to go to buy drugs. Okay. That's what I thought mm. as well. I literally thought of both of those things. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we ended up at his parents' house where he introduced me to his mom. Ew no, go buy drugs.
0: Okay. Um, this is really <laughs> funny because this like definitely happened to me with Flan. Oh um, He had We're to pick s- up he had to pick up mail from his mom's place and it was like our third date. Mm-hmm. No, and I met his mother, and she's amazing, and we are still friends to this day. So I'm like so glad I met her, but it was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's
2: like I, I don't, don't trick happening. your partner into meeting your parents. It, <laughs> I
0: mean, to be very fair to Flan, he did not trick me. He was like, oh shit, I have to go pick up this thing, and like I have to pick it up today, right? But it's at my mom's house. Is that cool? And I was like, ah,
1: sure. Or what? So at this. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) point in the story i too thought well maybe his errand just involved having to go to his house and meeting his parents was just a a, you know unfortunate byproduct right Mm -hmm. byproduct of that so we're all mentally on the same track thinking Mm -hmm. these things so he introduced me to his mom and she immediately started asking me about what kind of rings i liked (gasps) and if i had ever been to certain wedding venues in minnesota Oh, girl! Right. I was very weirded out, but figured that I wouldn't need to see her again.
2: <laughs> it gets worse. Oh, I hope they're married. A few weeks We've later, he married for three years and expecting our second child.
1: <laughs> a few weeks later, he asked me to go on a hike. I'm not normally the hiking type, but I was in a weird mood and said yes. He took me to this spring where there were people filling up containers to bring home. Oh, no. He's going to oh fucking Oh, my God. Weird vibes for sure. Mm-hmm. And we went on a hike behind the spring. The mm-hmm. sun was setting and it was August, so it was pretty nice. And I was mm-hmm. genuinely enjoying myself. We went to the top of this hill and we're looking at the sunset and he no. clears his throat. No. Yep, yep, Here it comes. So you think he's going to propose, right? That's Yes, yes. of course. Okay or break up. <laughs> that's what that's what oh. you think. Oh my god. I look behind me and this dude is down on one freaking knee with oh. an anklet. Oh, a what?
2: promise anklet? <laughs> <laughs> what? How, like a house arrest anklet? No, like a like a
0: jewelry anklet, Ew. a promise anklet.
2: Yes. <laughs> he, he asked me <laughs> What the fuck? An Anklets? There no. are more
1: twists. No. How? Oh.
0: How can we get more Shyamalan than the promise anklet? I've never even heard of First of all, what what year was this? I don't know. Because 98? I really I that's I, that's what I really need to know. I need to know the last time anklets were like relevant well, in
2: Pop culture or society. If a boy picked it out, <laughs> it could society. be anyone's guess. Right. You're right.
1: Well, it could be. So you think he picked it out? oh Oh, mom was asking
0: about the rings no but how does mom asking about the rings translate to what's your ankle size what kind of anklets do you like he's just on one knee with just a box of croc charms
1: (laughs) okay so he's down on one knee with the anklet no i guessed your ankle size (laughs) anklet! <laughs> <Stop laughs> what the fuck is happening? Asked, he asked me to be his quote, soulmate in life. No! Oh, and I threw up in my mouth before saying, I, uh, y- uh yeah, I can do that out <laughs> of Whoa. pure shock. Well, and probably fear
0: you're in the middle of the woods. I can do that. This uh, man is offering you his ankle in marriage.
2: I can like, do that. What? It's my fate. Uh, Yeah, I can do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Can you pick me up from the airport on Thursday? Uh, yeah, I can yeah, do that. I can do that. I, I can do that. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> it goes on.
1: <laughs> so, Best thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. So now I was dating this weird guy that I honestly didn't even want to hook up with anymore since the lake house was no longer going to be available because it was getting colder. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Oh, no. I decided I needed to break it off and made the trip up to his house to break his heart and his ankle. Oh, God, and his ankle. Break his ankle. This is where it gets the worstest. Oh, this is? I arrive at his house, which was in an an apartment complex and didn't notice his mother's car next to mine. Oh, no. As I get out, Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, ner- ner- <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> As I get out of my car, his mother gets out of hers and starts gushing about how excited she is that we're dating now and that she helped pick out the god awful anklet. Oh god. I somehow managed to get into his apartment along with her only to find that he was waiting for both of us with another small present in no. his hand. Oh ah. no. So what, what do you think it is? God damn it. Croc well. charms.
2: <laughs> Croc charms. Okay. um, Another small present. Charms for the anklet. It's an anklet. Char- it's a charm anklet. Oh, eh? no.
0: Um, I'm going to go in a totally different direction and say it's not related to the anklet at all. It's a toe ring.
2: He's <laughs> <laughs> really into
0: feet. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, rubber bands for your braces. It's okay.
1: All wow, right, you're you're close. You're close. Okay. <laughs> what? I mean, in the world of of like all possible objects that could They're fit like in a small box, hair binders or something. yeah. You're okay. You're close-ish. Okay. Okay. Oh, I hope it's a scrunchie. Oh God, this is where I want to die all over again. What? He offered me the gift and told me to open it. His mom was in the kitchen making some food and peering around the corner every few minutes with the scariest smile. Fucking
2: ish.
1: I reluctantly unwrapped the gift to find a little black box with the company name Little for Big. I looked okay. up at him and over to the kitchen and saw his mom and him it- with the same creepy ear-to-ear smile waiting for me to open the box. The, like, camaraderie oh, with yeah. the mom no. is
0: really creeping me out.
1: And it will be relevant. No! no. We want you to be our third. Yuck! <laughs> when I opened the box, I found an adult-sized pacifier
2: no what no no are they
0: gonna like go to a rave and just like roll fucking their asses off that would be
1: so much better than what i think they want they were intending they i looked up at the guy wondering what the fuck he thought i needed a pacifier for is it for the baby he said and his remember his mom's in the other room he oh. said, quote, I thought you'd look cute with that in your mouth when you don't have my dick in there. What? what?
2: <laughs> huh? I'm really confused. Oh, what? <laughs> the
0: fuck? What? I, I would call the police. I would call <laughs> the police. Yeah. I,
1: and to be clear to be There's fair, no, though. To be fair <laughs> though to be fair though there is no i mean i'm not into it and i think it sexualizes children so i think that's a problem but like if you are two consenting adults and you sure. want to whatever play baby play baby and have a that is not the problem here that is not what we're making fun of no No. they've known
0: each other for eight seconds and his (laughs) mother is leering at her from around the corner
1: (laughs) oh that's the biggest problem it doesn't sound like the writer indicated at any point she had a baby king (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah she just wanted access to a lake house all she wanted was a cabin weekend and
0: no one it. can
2: fault her for that. Oh my God. His, Honey, the cabin is. No hot blooded Minnesotan could mm. fault you for this. Cold blooded <laughs> Minnesotan.
1: His mom must have heard and giggled and ducked back into the kitchen and said,
2: Oh you kids. No! Oh, <laughs> oh my fucking God. Oh. <laughs> Literally
1: melting into my fucking seat again as I write this. (laughs) He then walked over, put my hair behind my ear, and said, Why don't you ever wear piggy tails, baby girl?
2: No! I can't.
1: Is this over yet? I can't deal. Oh, my God. I again threw up in my mouth before I finally womaned the fuck up and said, I don't think I can do this anymore. And legitimately ran out of the door into my car. His mom ran after me. No. no. And I drove with absolutely no regard for my own or anyone else's life. No, to get you're, saving, out of you're there. saving your own life by by
0: fast and furious thing out of that you were a gonna be killed.
2: Eaten. Oh my god. I um, blocked
1: him and never
0: looked back the end. I fuck that. I really hope she has watched the film Barbarian, and that's all yeah! I'm
2: gonna say. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's all I'm oh, gonna Oh, this say. is the original Barbarian! It really
0: fucking oh my is god
1: Like, yeah. And and those are the confessions this month. (laughs) Holy Holy shit. shit. I told you. That was a
0: wild ride. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You should have seen me
0: reading it. Also, you two are getting anklets and pacifiers as (laughs) gifts for everything for the rest of time.
1: No, I didn't. That's it. it. Well, no. No. All right. Starting January 11th, the Fall Line podcast begins a three-part series covering the cold case of Chaito Garibay. Her mother Magdalena, her sister Marisol, her brother Juni, her cousins and friends believe that Chato was killed by someone that she knew. They think that the answer to her cold case lies at home with the people Chaido saw in daily life, a killer in plain sight. Join them in our coverage of Chaido's case, to hear what they, and investigators, hope can be done today.
2: Find The Fall Line anywhere you listen. My segment this month isn't nearly as um, gross. Okay, oh, <laughs> Okay. Okay, I have three stories for us. So the first nice. one happened last week and was sent in by Brendan, Mel, Ashley, and many others. Half of them went to Amanda's funny headlines, but it's not really that funny, so mm-hmm. I claimed it. Oh,
0: okay, this is so funny, too, because I Lucy sent me a message saying, don't cover this because I'm going to cover it, mm-hmm. as I was copying the same link <laughs> to text it to her and say, this you isn't funny this. enough for me to cover, but you have to cover this. <laughs> it was like literally in that same second, it was so weird. I love it when that happens.
2: I know. We're cycling.
0: We are. I literally yelled, get out of my brain in all caps. <laughs> no, her. I like it here.
2: It's chaotic.
0: <laughs> it's very chaotic.
2: <laughs> all right. Workers making brine in Tennessee found a human heart, prompting a law enforcement investigation to determine its origins, a state official said. Found it Where? <laughs> they, found they were making where? brine. <laughs> making uh, First of all, yum. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to it. Workers found the heart Thursday <laughs> at a state transportation department salt facility in McEwen about 60 miles southwest of Nashville. Wow. An initial examination of the heart determined that it was that of an adult male. Additional mm-hmm. DNA testing will be performed to try to determine its origin. This, as of recording, remains an active and ongoing investigation. The statement said 23rd Judicial District Attorney General Ray Crouch, God, requested the agency investigate, blah, blah, blah. Humphreys County Sheriff Chris Davis told NBC affiliate WSMV of Nashville, quote, I've got 32 years in law enforcement. I do have to say this is probably in the top five most bizarre things I've ever seen. Yeah, what the fuck are the other four? Right? Please, I need to know. Send
1: us the list of the the full (laughs) five. I want that listicle.
2: (laughs) The station reported that as workers retrieved salt from their barn, they discovered what they believed to be a weirdly shaped rock. Uh, Oh, it's never a rock. Dried
1: out. Don't put it in your
2: tumbler. Oh my god. Oh my god. What if I tumbled it? Oh, (laughs) it would just be shredded. No, it would have been rehydrated because the heart appeared to have been there for a while and it was dehydrated from the salt. Oh,
0: like a jerky. Ew. It was totally jerky. dehydrated
2: so they didn't yeah. know what the fuck it was. Yeah. Oh, and I, I, I there, put Are it, there photos? No. Oh, the one time we need you to come through. <laughs> I mean, maybe there are photos on the internet. Let's see. Not uh, me over here Googling
0: heart. salty heart.
2: Images. Oh, there are images of the salt stockpile. Mm. Yeah, there's pictures of the of the barn, the salt barn. Wow. But not of the heart itself, unfortunately. Yeah. Ugh. Fine. <laughs> no one with the sheriff's office could be reached for comment. The Did trans- they keep it? The transportation department is fully cooperating with law enforcement as they continue their investigation. So the FBI has it. Wow. Or and I it guess could the- be
1: homicide.
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: for sure.
2: It's just a heart by itself. I don't know how it wouldn't. Right. Maybe. It had to have been removed That's somehow. That's true. Yeah. Uh huh. That's someone's trophy heart. Do you think it's?
1: Do you think it's like a mafia thing? Like this salt facility is like involved in some shady shit, and it was sending a message, and then someone who was clueless like found it and reported it.
2: Maybe, Do but, you but think, it's in
1: Tennessee. It's maybe, not like
2: hardcore maybe. mafia
1: country. Yeah, Do you but,
2: think
0: <laughs> that it was a pet, an exotic pet heart, and they released it into the <laughs> wild, and then a cat found it and dragged it into yeah. the salt area and left it to be found later?
1: I mean, an animal could have found just the heart from a body somewhere else and right. dragged it and dropped it in the salt pile. Who is to say animals makes- seek out salt to lick? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It was a deer yes. murder.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know why a deer would. Pick it was up Brian a Hathaway's heart. It was Brian. Yes,
0: it was the deer mafia going after Brian Hathaway Getting their revenge. <laughs> it was
1: the deer mafia. fucker. mafia. fucker. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We solved it with a cat gator. So- solved it. Done.
2: <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> I will alert Sheriff Davis kiss claws
1: kiss (laughs) claws and another one bites the dust (laughs) the dust
2: okay next story this is a gem it is so fucking bizarre I had to read the first paragraph a few times in order to understand it oh no it was sent in by listener coven member Cassie and this is from ag web farm journal okay here's the title judas goats Agriculture's Bizarre, Drug Addicted, Masters of Deceit Once Ruled the Killing Floor. What <laughs> What in
0: the Mad Libs headline? What uh-huh. in the Promise Anklet is going on here?
2: <laughs> what in the Promise Anklet?
0: <laughs> that is going to be my new what in the...
2: Your new ejaculation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what in the promise anklet is going on here?
2: Do tell. In the holy promise anklet. <laughs> what in the adult pacifier? Came out <laughs> of the clear blue promise anklet. <laughs>
1: it, it also sounds like a PhD title. Yeah. Judas Goats, colon. <laughs> agriculture's bizarre drug addicted masters of deceit. Once ruled the killing floor. There's a lot of I information
2: hate. packed into that title. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here we Can go. Can I? Okay. Oh, okay. Did you want to guess? Say, Can I guess? Yes. Guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: So I mean, the it's about goats. Mm-hmm. So Judas goats are like a a breed of goat.
1: Mm. I think it's, I think they're talking about the character of the goats. Like these goats are. Like Judas. Evil. Yeah. Well, that
0: too. That's probably how they got their breed's name. Oh. They're like real, real Assholes. pieces of work. Real pieces of work. And I think that they used to be a popular food s- source. And that's why they ruled the killing floor.
1: Oh, I think there, there are these goats, maybe not a species of goat, but just like a grouping of specific goats mm-hmm. that were... Addicted to drugs because we passed right over that. Oh right, forgot about that. <laughs> and
2: <laughs>
1: and maybe like threw other goats under the bus on the slaughterhouse floor. All
0: I know is this was a really good time for my gummies to kick off. <laughs> I am so confused, and I'm just gonna nibble on a stroop waffle and go along for the rest. All right, of this yeah, ride. yeah. Tell us up, who is closest.
2: <laughs> All right, here we go.
0: In yeah, one of the tell m- us who
2: was closest. Kenyon was the closest. Yeah, damn sure. In one of the most bizarre spectacles in agriculture history, <laughs> nicotine-addicted Judas goats once ah. led sheep to slaughter down livestock's version of the Green Mile. Oh, my wow. God. They're like uh, guide dogs. The aptly <gasps> named Judas goats, rewarded with a single cigarette for every herd of sheep deceitfully escorted to the killing floor were once key players in meatpacking plants.
1: That is so fucked up!
2: It strains credulity to envision the surreal parade of a lone goat leading sheep across a meatpacking facility, coaxing the flock up concrete ramps, delivering the herd beyond the point of no return, and then hustling toward a nicotine fix and a repeat performance. However, wow! my God. This is the best part. However, Judas Goat's were part and parcel of livestock slaughter and their history sheds a fascinating light on a bygone era, betrayal by bleat and tobacco. So, as we know, gravity is free. The slaughterhouses (laughs) of yesteryear were multi-level structures, sometimes five or six stories in height, with each floor housing a specific function related to animal processing. Mm. The killing floor occupied the top level and served as a conduit to further processing on the floors below via a network of shoots, pipes, and drains that accommodated blood, offal, hide, bone, and meat. You're
1: really into pipes and
2: drains. Yeah. This is your
1: pipes and drains era. This is the
2: My pipe, period. (laughs) It's the only mention of pipes and drains. Oh, God. (laughs) So a living cow, pig, or sheep entered the killing floor on the top of the slaughterhouse and met with a sledgehammer or captive bolt and descended each floor in bits of appreciating value, i.e. eventually exiting the bottom floor as packaged bacon or a side of ribs. Wow. However, theory is tighter than practice. Getting large quantities of livestock to the top floor, a space bathed in the smell of death, required mm-hmm. systematic efficiency. Mm-hmm. Cows could be cajoled, pigs could be coaxed, but sheep a breed apart, an entirely different proposition. Mm. Enter the Judas goat. See, oh, that's interesting no.
1: because I would think that sheep would be... The least intelligent and the easiest to To lead. Yeah. That's so commonly
0: used pigs as are like supposed a to way be very sheeple. Smart.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't think I put this in here, but basically, when sheep start to panic, their instincts are to run in a circle. Mm. So okay. they wouldn't go in a straight line. You couldn't herd them. And they're so dumb that they would trample each other to death. Okay.
0: So that's why they're the hardest to get so to the point because of their reaction. They have
2: to keep them calm. Okay. They nice. couldn't herd them with dogs because that would make right. them panic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they had to stay calm.
1: I, I, really, get, I really I really need to stop eating meat. It's no. so gross. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah. It's fine. I really it's ugh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I'm not gonna, but
2: I've yeah. tried before. I think I need, I need putting more meat substitutes in there is good. Even if it's yeah. like a, make a burger with half beef and half mushrooms, it's mm-hmm. really, really good. I, just eating I can't less. do
1: soy. So a lot of the like fake meats I can't do. It's just so
0: sad that like the meat industry can be so fucking corrupt because actually like we are meant to eat meat and the environmental impact in a lot of ways is far less than relying on vegetables and
1: things which require a lot more water and like processing no the but cows like, are the, like the biggest like eating beef is like the worst fucking thing for the environment possible I, yeah
0: i don't think that's entirely accurate but it's also not great for the environment it's I just don't think damn that, bad i know that it's bad i just think that like we put too much stock in the l- In the lessened (laughs) environment, stock (laughs) stock. in the lessened environmental impact of a plant-based diet when like that—that's actually not entirely true. That like there is also a severe environmental impact of
1: a plant-based diet. Well, it depends. Like almond milk is like terrible for the environment, you know. But like cows are also fucking terrible for the environment. And I think that a lot
0: of the problem is like the inhumane practices Mm -hmm. and the fucking capitalist practices of like meat. Creation mm-hmm. and management are
2: really fucked up.
0: There's a lot of room I wish it was just a better system. There's a
2: lot of room for improvement in every yeah. single area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once you scale it and it becomes so massive, it's not gonna yeah. be ethical no matter, no whether, matter what. no matter yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. So this is a really long article, and I cut a lot of it. But basically, there's mm-hmm. a plant in Sioux City called Swift and a guy who worked there named Dunn. Dunn so, okay. Swift. Dunn He's, Swift.
1: He done fucked
2: up. I worked at, at the slaughterhouse and it's Dunn Swift. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Ick. So at Swift <laughs> during Dunn's tenure, the Judas Goat the Judas Goat of Choice was rightly named Billy oh, okay. and occupied a designated pen of his own where he lounged, collared and belled until needed. Dunn said every plant had at least one Judas, and these were very valuable animals. Mm-hmm. One part in the story some plant like flooded and their Judas goat got swept away and some of the plant employees jumped in and risked their own lives to save the their Judas goat oh my God because wow. they're trained and
1: they're, they're yeah, they, very they're valuable. valuable they didn't, they didn't yeah. want to have to go through the trouble of training a new one getting a new Whoa. goat addicted to cigarettes God! <laughs> Oh, my God. Fucking capitalism. I cannot. What is wrong Guys, with us? It's so,
0: it's so crazy. Yeah. And, like, I've read this uh, stuff about how deer in the wild are addicted to nicotine because they graze on the side of the road or people toss their oh, cigarette butts. Shit. And then that, in turn, also contributes to, like, how many car accidents are the result of Deer crossing the road because they're addicted to grazing by the roadside. Oh, that's so gross. Because of the nicotine. Isn't that wild? Yeah. That yeah, is wild, and it makes perfect sense. Yeah. We have such a weird
2: and gross I- impact on everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so on the arrival of sheep too Swift, Billy knew the routine. Quote, we take the goat and put him up in front of the sheep. Up the ramp they'd go following Judas... If the sheep hesitated, Billy would bleat to keep them moving. If they didn't so come, creepy. he'd stop, turn around, bleat some more, and wait for them to catch up. Oh! Story by story, the procession moved skyward, following the lead of the Judas goat to the killing floor. The ram- oh. the ramps were devoid of human presence to ensure the sheep didn't break. Or, like, get scared and start to panic. Yeah. At the pinnacle, on the sixth floor, a single doorway led to the final point of debarkation. At the top, it was just the Judas goat and the sheep. This is done talking. There was where I described best as a closet with no door, and the Judas goat would step aside in there, and every single sheep would file right in. After the last sheep went by, he came back down the ramp to get his cigarette. That is so fucking creepy. That is
1: really, really horrible. I hate everything about this.
2: Ugh. I mean, we eat meat. It, oh, I you know. Don't.
1: I feel guilty about it, and I. It's I, so creepy. You should this feel so guiltier creepy. about
2: your octopus. You love octopus. I, I was just octopus.
1: about to say that. Actually, <laughs> you know, what you I, should feel worse about. I feel really bad <laughs> eating pig, and I feel really bad eating octopus. God, they're so
0: good, though. Both I of them. know. If God made them so delicious. Is it really
2: that raggedy? Right oh to eat them? my god! Okay, the goat was trained on unfiltered cigarettes, particularly Ugh. one Camel or Lucky Strike per trip. Oh, Dunn says, "quote He ate it whole. He loved it because he was addicted to nicotine." Everyone knew to be careful when you leaned over to give him the cigarette because he'd reach into your shirt pocket, steal the whole pack, and run away to eat it. <laughs>
1: god! Oh my! God. Nicotine wow. was also so the bad. carrot
2: used to season every understudy. In training, a successor, in training a successor goat, meatpacking plants tied a younger candidate behind a Judas goat with a three-foot rope. The pair made the ramp trips together for several months, each receiving the standard single cigarette reward. In short time, the junior goat learned the routine and was hooked on leaf. Wow. What a testament to man's ingenuity and nicotine's power, says Dunn. You have to wonder how long Judas goats have been in service. There's no doubt it was way, way before my time.
0: This just isn't what I imagined when you said drug addicted.
1: Yeah, the headline was fun.
2: Yeah. And the,
1: the reality is really Really sad.
2: tragic, yeah. Judas Goats <laughs> killing floor. This didn't s-
1: I know. signal I bad know. things
0: to you. <laughs> I really just thought we were going to talk about how we used to eat these weird
2: goats. No. <laughs> we, <laughs> ate was, we ate the sheep. We ate the dumb sheep. Judas Goats. <sighs> Judas I Goats. I thought it was fascinating. It is. I mean, it, it is. is. is fascinating. It's fascinating. Just also
1: terrifying it's yeah. enough that like you can get goats addicted to cigarettes. Yeah. Ugh.
2: There's some pictures of the Judas goats on the drive which will be on the blog by the way.
1: Yeah. Wow. Goats
0: are scary.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: You and have then, a backpack of one. I know, and I love them, but they're scary.
2: One of the Judas goats, one of the photos the Judas goat was a black a black goat with curly horns. Yes. Like, oh black my Philip. god, you are a Judas. Ugh. Okay. So my last article is kind of an obit, but not really their literal obit. Mm. But lots of people sent this in, including Danny. Okay, here we go. Hubert and June malicote I think that's how you say the last name, both Mm -hmm. 100 years old, have been through nearly every stage of life together and now death. Their romantic love story ended last week when the Centennials died just hours apart. Their son Sammy, age 76, Oh said quote, they went out together.
1: Uh, okay.
2: June fell gravely ill after hosting a Thanksgiving pizza party for her family. So like just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, you killed her with pizza. Late that night, the great grandmother was placed in hospice care to receive end of life care and Hubert, quote, just broke down.
0: Oh He fell geez. apart, really,
2: said Sam. Seeing June in such a state proved too much for Hubert, whose health health deteriorated immediately thereafter, leading his family to admit him to hospice as well in the same room where his beloved lay. Mm. There, the couple remained unconscious but holding hands until until Hubert passed away peacefully at 9.15 p.m. on November 30th.
0: It's the notebook. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, did I not read that part? Yeah, the real life notebook. Yeah. Oh, did I just
0: not take that out? Take that in? I thought I said it,
2: but I am. I am high. I got cold. (laughs) I got cold medicine coursing through my veins. (laughs) So their son claims his father died of a broken heart. And just 20 hours later, his wife passed at 540 p.m. December 1st. So just the next day.
1: Wow. That's wild.
2: Sam said, I feel sad, but I shouldn't. Who can expect to live a life like that? They lived a long, happy life together, and they were devoted to God and the family. So here's their little love story. I basically wrote them an obituary based on these articles. <laughs> okay. Hubert and June <laughs> met, met at church in 1941 in their home state of Kentucky. Oh, no. Hubert enlisted in the Navy the next winter and continued to stay in touch with June as he fought abroad. Hubert, okay, so they were just interviewed in July of 2022. Oh wow! So uh, during this video interview, by Hubert, the Louisville,
1: the Louisville Courier News. Journal,
2: this was reported to WKRC TV, but also, mm. um, uh, I think it was P- it was like People Magazine or Time. Oh, Today, the Today, Today Show, the
1: story. Okay,
2: yeah. So Hubert says in this interview, "quote When I saw her, I said she'll be a good one."
0: <laughs> I said that'll do, pig. That'll do. So
2: they met in church in September 1941 when they were 19 years old. At Ugh. at the time, Hubert worked at a manufacturing company for 35 cents an hour.
1: Oh my god!
2: And June was working Jesus. at an ice cream parlor earning 10 cents an hour because oh, she's god. a Hang woman. Yeah. yeah, 10 cents an hour. Christ. Ugh. When Hubert arrived at the church with a friend that day, the back pew was open. Hubert recalls, we slid into that pew, and the view in front of us was full of girls. <laughs> oh, church. my Great God. Great view at church. One of the girls turned around, looked at me, and smiled, and that started the whole thing. Oh, Ew. my God. Ew. After th- it's sweet. Olden times. 1941. Ick.
1: Hate it. After the service, a, <laughs> a group <couple> of, <laughs> of horny teens at church yeah. during wartime. It's sweet. Fucking it's churchy sweet.
2: Eggs. <laughs> After the service, a group, group of churchgoers, including Hubert and June, walked to a park together. Hubert struck up a conversation with June, and within seconds, he said he knew. Quote The following Sunday, I went back to church to meet her again. Sunday mornings became their standing date until he got up the courage to invite her to the county fair. It was a oh different my. time. This is literally
0: the notebook. Yes. They kissed <laughs> they for the went first to time. to the county fair and he climbed on the, the Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. Yeah.
2: No, actually it was oh. a, a living room couch. They kissed for the first time nearly 81 years ago as they sat on a living room couch. Oh. Fucking ew, in his, I can smell that cow. In his teenage mind, he thought he blew it. He, he said, quote, I got up real quick and I thought, what have I done?
0: Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he kissed her or he like came
1: at his He forgot the anklet. Himself.
2: Yeah. Oh, God. I think he kissed, what have he done? kissed her I without, a, an without a pacifier. <laughs> For my oh, betrothed. <laughs> it's a For when my, mouth, when my dick not it. It was a I different
1: thing. I forgot time. about
0: that quote. <laughs>
1: Because I was already, because
0: I was already, I knew you were going to ask me how I was already so put off by the pacifier in general (laughs) that like that that wasn't even the most egregious. Yeah. 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 That wasn't even the worst part. It was
2: a coping mechanism. It was. (laughs) I was unwell. All right. The young lovebirds were able to see each other when Hubert was sent home on leave for just 13 days at a time. Oh. during his second return home, the sailor proposed to his sweetheart and the two tied the knot, not knowing if or when Hubert would return. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. They got married was, on his leave at I, the same church where they met.
1: I just can't. Yeah, Ugh. this is wild. This is like a script.
2: It gets crazier. Thankfully, he came home safely after World War II, and eventually moved his family to Ohio. The couple went on to have three kids: Sam, Joe, and Teresa, who gave them seven grandchildren and eleven great grandchildren. Nope. This is that's the least. Too many kids. Is, <laughs> they only had three. Yeah, they had three.
1: It was just still
2: numbers game.
0: Eleven grandchildren. Yeah, great
1: grandchildren.
2: Yeah, great grandchildren. This is the least believable part. But here we go. Their secret mm. to their lasting love, they said, is two things they agreed to early on. They all. Maths. They always share a kiss before bedtime, and whenever a disagreement arises, they take a time out from each other before talking it through. Hubert said, quote, it works like a charm.
1: Okay.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, We didn't go through life without problems, but we would never do anything to hurt each other. If there's controversy, you might have to walk away for a couple minutes. Then you come back in and change the subject, or you'll work it out.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's fair. You know, you don't
0: hurt your partner. Right. The key to our lasting marriage was I didn't hit my wife. Or vice versa. Well,
1: I mean, like, no, or just verbally
0: hurt? Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm just saying. That's what it sounds like. I don't think that's Back what it was. Back in the day, all you had to do was <laughs> not hit your wife, and that's okay. a success.
1: That is marriage. not what this sweet man was saying. <laughs> I'm just assuming that <laughs> they were terrible.
2: Well, Amanda has a specific outlook on life, yeah. and maybe she's projecting. We'll never know. Or maybe she's right. <laughs> After nearly eight decades wed, Hubert wasn't able to imagine his life without his June, which was proven with his passing, said Hubert just months prior to their joint death. Quote, cool. I added that. <laughs> quote, it's kind of like if we aren't together, the team is broken.
1: Oh my God. They just, oh. that's just, it's wild. Some is somebody or like scientists studying.
2: How this is possible. Yes, it's give up-itis. Uh, we talked about this a couple months ago. Oh, Oh, yeah. of course. The
1: very scientifically named give up-itis. Give up-itis,
2: right. <laughs> well, that's yeah. a real thing. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Apparently.
2: <laughs> anyway, there's some really cute pictures of them on the drive. I like this one. that's like color. It's like sepia, but like colored like the pink rose bushes in the background. Mm-hmm. It's sweet. It's sweet. Anyway, I think he, they're sweet. He has and a
1: great face shape.
2: And if you look at the picture of them old her <laughs> It's like a screen grab from their news story and she just looks like she smelled a horrible fart.
1: No, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> She's seen too much. But look at them like when they're like old, but not like really old, and they're like at a wedding or a party or uh, something. That is their 50th
2: wedding anniversary party. Oh my God, Ooh. look at
1: them. They're just like cracking up, mm-hmm. looking at yeah. each other. They're just happy. You can tell they're they very love happy. Each other. Yeah. Love anyway. It.
0: You can be happy and in love and terrible. Oh there, my no God. one's terrible.
2: You're just high. Okay. All right. We love you all. Thank you. Ooh, See you next terrible. month. Keep sending us shit. Bye-bye. <laughs> <Goodbye>. oh, <bu-bye. laughs>